Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Hello. Hello. We are coming to you from Bali. No, we're not. No, we're not. We can't lie. <laughs> we are pre-recording this chat and this intro because at the moment, while you're listening, we are currently on a kick retreat in Bali. Well, in the sun. we're in Melbourne right now. No, well, when they're listening, we'll be in Bali. <laughs> this is confusing. Anyway, so <laughs> I like don't even know what to talk about now because it's we're trying to talk about a week ahead. Let's just talk about the current week. Okay. Yeah. How's it going? It feels sick. Yeah, no, that's not good. But we don't know what's wrong with him. No. So last night I he was acting really sad and then and all clingy, which he doesn't usually he likes cuddles but I was not say, I feel that like he's always much. clingy. And he his breath smelled so chemically and mm. I just knew something was wrong anyway. So I put my story up on Instagram, which is Probably like Googling your own symptoms, which is not a good idea. Yeah, like and always the worst things comes up. Your mum actually wrote to me and said, don't worry about it as long as he's drinking and eating. Yes. It's all good. And that really reassured me. But then I, I said s- the same thing. Yeah. But I literally <laughs> messaged you saying the same thing. You're not a mum. Wow. No, I no, I really trust your advice on dog stuff. <laughs> and then after that, I had heaps of messages, like heaps and heaps of people yeah. saying, if you have a bad feeling in your gut, just take him to the vet. Yeah, yeah And we sure. Googled the closest vet. It was only five minutes away, the 24-7 one. So we took him. Mm. And he wasn't checked properly, I don't think. Okay. And so I found out this morning from Mitch, it's very lovely that Mitch messaged me about mm-hmm. it, his dog had something wrong where he had a liver problem because mm, his I breath smelled really bad and he had yep. to get a blood test. Okay. So I'm taking Bill for a blood test tonight. So hopefully he's okay. I hope he's okay too. Well, do the listeners a favour, probably by the time this podcast goes live, I'll we will have you. an answer, yeah. so make sure that that's on <laughs> I social. It's okay. I wish he could just talk to us and tell yeah. me what was wrong. Yeah, Laura messaged me yesterday and she's like, <laughs> you know what, I have an idea for our next business. We need to create something where we can um, speak to our dog and we can know what they're saying <laughs> and thinking and I'm like, I don't think that's possible. I don't know if we're going to be the ones to be able to do that. This but nice dreams. Heart. And anyway. If anyone has any ideas, please let us know. <laughs> In other news yes. for Kick, um, so coming up is June and what we've got, which is super exciting, is the June challenge. So we have run these kind of challenges before um, through Kick and they seem to get an awesome response from you girls. Basically, unlike some other challenges, it isn't, you know, a, a before and after pick or no. an eight-week challenge or anything like that. It's basically just a challenge for you to move your body in some way every day and to motivate others to do the same. So basically we get the girls to share um, a, grid, a grid of the month um, and they can fill it out however they want. A lot of the girls use like emojis and mm-hmm. stuff to cover off what they did and what kind of active uh, thing they did that day. But do you want to give them all the information, Lorzy? Yes. And I find also that keeps you super accountable. It does, yeah. So we chose June to do a big one because it's cold and Middle it's winter yeah. and I feel that my motivation is so low. And so mm. I find with the community, if everyone's doing it, I know when we did the one in February, some days it was like six o'clock and I was so tired yeah. and then I saw that everyone did their day. So, so I went for a, walk. for a walk. Or something, exactly. Yeah. So it's also not about doing strenuous exercise every day. It's yeah. just doing something. Yeah. Um, and the price pack is over three and a half thousand dollars biggest prize pack we've got for this ever. competition ever yeah we run um, fortnightly competitions in our community so if you're part of the program please join our community 
heaps of extra stuff that happens on there. Um, so this is definitely our biggest community biggest challenge ever. ever. And it yeah. is to celebrate as well as we want everyone to get moving in winter because you have to be healthy all the time. Mm-hmm. It is actually our celebration of our free trial coming. So if you're yeah. not on the program mm-hmm. and you do want to come on and try it, you can do the start of the June challenge and then you can stay on with us if you want. But if not, it is a seven-day free trial. So you can sign up on the 1st of June mm-hmm. for free. Mm-hmm month-to-month program that's the one you choose for the seven-day free trial yep and then do the challenge with us yeah so you'll get to see what the program's about and at the same time you'll be in the running for this awesome prize so it's quite a good month to join kick so how can you sign up so you just head to our website www.keepercleaner.com.au and you can sign up um so the month-to-month option as Lawsy said is what you pick and you have your free trial for the first week if you are not liking it in that week, which we hope you all really <laughs> love it. You can cancel and you obviously will not be charged. Um, but yeah, we hope you guys all love it so much that you all stick around. And as soon as you sign up, a reminder, please join our community. It is honestly the best part mm. of our program. It's so good, so motivating with or without these challenges and these fun um competitions and stuff like that. It's just the best space. Especially during winter when yeah. you want motivation. Yeah. Now for today, who do we have on, Steph? We have a very special guest. So good friend uh, of Kick is Polly PJ from Jason PJ on KISS 101. So Laura and I have done some stuff with them on the radio before quite a few times and we've done our workout and wines with them in the past. We love them on the radio. They've got such great banter, such great energy together and PJ is just such a down-to-earth bubbly kind person um we really wanted to get her on and Mm. actually her name came up quite a few times whenever we uh, asked you guys who you wanted to hear from so we're really excited for you guys to get to know pj a little bit more we certainly loved doing that she's just the sweetest i think you can actually you'll be able to hear it wherever you're listening she has this beautiful just humble warm heart and she's so kind and lovely and she opened up about things that we we didn't know if she'd she'd want to but she really did which was really nice for her so we hope you enjoy it yeah hello Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. You don't know how like kind of starstruck I was when you asked me to come on. Not starstruck in a weird way, but I've like followed you girls for quite a few years. So Aww. I was really excited. It's, we found it so funny because we looked at each other like, hang on, she's the one that's on breakfast radio <laughs> and she's excited to breakfast come. Breakfast radio schmadio. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. when you said that, I was like, do you know what you do? Like we were surprised that you could. We were like, I don't know if she's a, if you can come on, like if you'd even oh, have yeah. time to come on here. Oh, no. So your response was so lovely. We were like, Oh. It was also hilarious because you instantly were sus. I, I suppose oh, Laura, no. I thought Jace was <laughs> yeah. pranking me and I was like, um, Steph, can I just check, like, real good? <laughs> yeah, she literally was like, oh, this isn't a Jace stitch up, is it? No, no, no. Like, actually, well, you're like, talk can to I you? call you at two o'clock? I'm like, why two o'clock? <laughs> it's very specific. <laughs> but we are super excited to have you on because, um, I mean, I've fallen in love with you over the radio. No, that sounded so. <laughs> That sounded so like it was beautiful. Involved, but anyway, Should I leave now. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been really cool. And it literally started with someone saying, "Oh, this new radio host mentioned you," and then I started listening, and I was like, "Oh, they've got really good banter," and oh, I really enjoyed thank it. And you. then obviously coming on and chatting to you guys and getting to know you both. You're both awesome people. So thank you so um, much. 
big fan of the show. Yay. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> and um, you're sick as well. I'm yeah. a little bit sick, so sorry Thank if I sound you. extra hoarse. I've already got quite a manly voice. No, so it's kind of... It's extra husky. It's sexy. Thank you for coming, because you oh could God, be sleeping right now. I would not miss this for the world. Oh. <laughs> well. I'm coming across too strong, aren't I? <laughs> no, no. It's fine. <laughs> um, before every chat, whenever we have a guest on... was Ari. He just did a little vomit, I think. Ari Steph's dog is Sorry, on the floor. If anyone hears any weird shaking or, you know, weird collar clanging, Ari is in the background. He is in the room today. <laughs> That's a little disclaimer for this. Um, so before every chat, we like to start off with three quick questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so first off, let's tell the audience three facts about you. Okay. Fun facts. Okay, fun facts. <laughs> I used to be in a band. What? I was in a band at high school. What did you do? I was the bassist. That is the one instrument I thought I was going to play. Yeah, mm. and I thought I was like a rocker so cool. chick. Yeah. Um, we were called Spying on Joe. We won Battle of the Bands. We bit fellow boy bands. Um, we even recorded an EP. Like as, What's it? Is that an album? That's like a mini album. Oh, okay. cute. How many songs? Two. <laughs> I love it. What were the songs called? There was one called Euphoria mm-hmm. and one called Wrong Way. And... Yeah, we thought we were like this really cool alternative rock band, but really it was just kind of verging on pop. Okay. Just. But anyway, yeah. Used to be a bassist in a band. Interesting. I love it. And fact number two. Fact number two, I am the youngest of two older brothers, mm-hmm. um, both of which played rugby for New Zealand. I am like in quite a sporty really? family mm. and... It's only me and my other cousin who haven't actually represented New Zealand in some form of sport. Well, you've represented in other forms. But, though. like, yeah, there's this photo board at home and it's, like, with all, like, the sporting Awards and team stuff. achievements. Yeah, and right. then there's my cousin Dave with a pony. <laughs> I didn't even make it on the board. but <laughs> um, So, yeah, two older brothers. And you're from a very high-achieving – that's pretty uh, crazy. Every single person in your well, family Well, like, played. when I say that, it's, like, underage groups and stuff, like, you know, under-16s and – but Sam, my eldest brother, played for the All Blacks once. Oh, cool. So that's my claim to fame. Uh, you're also on Breakfast Radio. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a really of. big show. <laughs> so <laughs> third fun fact. Um, third fun fact. I one day want to run a wellness retreat. Oh, Don't know how. Cool. I've always wanted to. That's really cool. I wish you like, could come with us next week. Years. Oh, is that where you're going in Bali? Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to do it and I don't know when, but I just love the idea of having this that's cool happy like um yeah like healing environment but you I, also have such a good energy i feel like you would be great at that i feel like people would really like to be around you when they're on that side of well my retreat. mom so she's a um she was a doctor for many years and in like recent times she went alternative and did all this kind of alternative healing and stuff so i think that's where i kind of got the hunger for it because I love like looking at all this stuff she does. She works with like light energy machines and like, yeah. So I think that's where my... What is your dream location for one? (sighs) (laughs) Um, I feel like it's so cliche to say Bali and Bali would probably be quite um, difficult to get there, but it's somewhere in a bush. Like in New Zealand, there's lots of native bush. Somewhere yes, like in a bush, maybe. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> maybe well, like 20 years away. Let us, let us know. <laughs> um, second question. 
uh, most pivotal moment in your career or life mm. thus far? Ooh. Um, I would have to say moving to Australia. Yeah. Um, because it was terrifying. Um, it was really exciting, but I had to go completely out of my comfort zone. And yeah. I think you don't learn, you know, you don't learn until you actually do get out of that really easy space. Not that I was in an easy space, but it was jumping into the unknown. Yeah. And um, so I think coming across the ditch doing that, I never thought I'd do breakfast radio because I was genuinely terrified of it. Because I was like, I can't get up that early every day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go crazy. Um, So I think actually jumping into that and pushing myself. um, In a new place as well. Yeah. And we've we've done some crazy things also on our show, which have forced me to get out of my comfort zone. And I honestly believe that's where I've learned the most. Yeah. And it's not always that comfortable, but I think when you're put um, in those positions, that's when you naturally evolve. Yeah. What's the craziest thing that you had to do? Stay awake for 54 hours on <gasps> air. What? When on, was on this? Air. Yeah. On air? Yeah. We what? did a 51. No, hang on, 53. We did 51 hours, 52 the next year what? in 53. Was this in New Zealand? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say. Mm. I don't recall that, yeah. So we did that in New Zealand. It was a non-stop on-air marathon. Initially, I was like, why would you do that? Because mm. I'd never done it before. And we jumped into the first one. Hardest thing I've ever done, but also most rewarding mm. because you um, get closer with the team. You actually get this really crazy rapport with the listeners that kind of come on this vicarious, uh, vicarious, vicarious. That's a great word to vicarious? put in. Yeah, sure. Are you being vicarious? <laughs> sure. I think vicarious? that works. Yeah. <laughs> when they, you know, they were talking about. Well, now that we're questioning it, it everyone else might question it. They come it, on this journey with you, and they become so invested with what you're doing, yeah. and it's it's like. It's like this joint mission between you and the listeners. Yeah. So as horrible and as out of my comfort zone it was, um, we found that every time we did it, our show just jumped leaps wow. and bounds. Which sounds horrible. It's like, yeah, stay awake, 53 hours. It's the best thing you'll do. But How long did you go to sleep for after it? Um, oh, maybe like 14 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I did everything under the sun to, like, look after myself. In fact, I was probably healthier then than I'd ever been. I was, like, green juice, water, tea, nuts, like, All anything. the energising stuff. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that was probably one of the craziest but, yeah, most powerful things I've done at radio. That's cool. And what about your first goal that comes to mind? <sighs> anything. can be. It no, doesn't have to be career. But you know what? I think it's achieving a healthy um, work-life balance. Yeah. It's so important. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes with career you have to make compromises and that's okay. But I think for me, like, you get one life, like, before you know it, people work nine to five jobs, they're not happy. Mm -hmm. I just think it's so important to have that Mm -hmm. job where you're passionate and you love it because what's the point of doing it otherwise? Mm -hmm. So that's for me, I know it sounds really cliche, but to be happy, to find joy daily Mm -hmm. is really important. And do you? If that's your goal? Um, sometimes more so than others. I yeah. think sometimes they get caught up like everyone. Mm. And instead of just taking it day by day, I'll get overwhelmed by the bigger picture. So it's always just like coming back to a place, whether it's exercise or trying to do yoga or something like that or just a meaningful conversation with a friend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that gets you back mm-hmm. in that flow mm-hmm. um, is really important for me. Um, that's good. So it's something you just want to make sure you continue to focus on. Yeah. 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 And just being present, it's so it's so cliche, but it's so important. 
um, to make sure you get the most out of every day or else you're just literally going through life for sure. not even conscious of what's going on and all these amazing things are happening mm. and you don't even realise. I think because of social media, yeah. we've totally, we, ne- we all need a reality check all the time mm-hmm. with being present because it's so easy to forget yeah. mm-hmm. and to compare and you do. I Comparisons, mean, say, honestly, yeah, are the worst thing. In the mm-hmm. whole world because you, it used to be just that you compared your body and now it's like you compare your career. So yeah. you might do something that is so incredible but you're like, oh, but that person's done more so I can't even celebrate this because I have yeah. to try and. and it's, it's reminding yourself that you're on your own journey and you're yes. not. Competing against other people, which is really hard. Mm. 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 So let's take it back to the OG Polly. <laughs> the OG. <laughs> yeah. So what part of the OG PJ? Oh, yeah. OG PJ. You can PJ. call it whatever you want. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe like where in New Zealand you grew up, yeah. if you had certain interests back then, or like did you always want to get into radio? Uh-huh. Um, any. Anything from your childhood that you think it, it, people it's worth people knowing about you? <laughs> and where did PJ come from? Um, so first of all, PJ. Yeah. Um, obviously, my name's Polly, but yeah. I applied to work at this radio station and there was already a Polly who'd been on the air for like 20 years. Okay. So well established, there was no way I could walk <laughs> into that territory as another Polly. So um, the bosses were like, you need a new name. So was this a nickname you always had or you nope. had to, literally as an adult, nope. you just started becoming a PJ? Yeah, at the age of 20. Whoa. So it was, they were like, any nicknames? And I gave them some of my nicknames. And they're like, oh, <laughs> can't use that. No, that's not really radio. Happy, <laughs> friendly. Um, and then I don't have a middle name. But my grandmother, she had recently passed away and we mm. were really, really close. Mm. Her name was Jo. Aww. And I was like, Polly, Jo, PJ, what about PJ? And they're like, love it. Oh, that is so nice. Yeah. Oh, I love that there was a story that came from PJ. Yeah. So oh, that was cool. that was my little tribute to my grandmother, who was awesome. Um, how long have you been PJ for? So I've been PJ since... You're just quietly asking how old she is. Oh, wait, no, I'm 28. I I'm now 29. I was... Really? Yes. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm having like a, like a little... Um, age crisis at the moment and apparently like at the end of your 20s <laughs> oh, I've done some research I can't remember if it was, it's the Saturn return or like Jupiter return or something anyway it's like <laughs> when the planet comes back around to the year you were born anyway you go through like an upheaval and it's like you're getting prepared to become an adult and I swear I'm going through that at the moment yeah right anyway quite deep you can look <laughs> look it up if you want to um, but yeah so it's 20 years old was when I started calling myself PJ and then it became Paige and then it just became like second nature. You got into radio at 20. Was that something that you always wanted to do? Um, So when I was younger, I I think I always wanted to be like in the centre of attention in some form. Yeah. I always wanted to be a weather girl. (gasps) What is Did it? A me- me- I never. I, a bur- bur- or a meteorologist. Meteorolo- yeah, yeah. And I so I used to study clouds. <gasps> oh my god, that's amazing! So I used to know like cumulonimbus, the big thunder cloud. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that was about all I knew. But I had a cloud book, and I literally used to cut out cardboard boxes. Mm. And go in front of the television and like hijack the current news and like make sure I was in front of the news. Can you do an example for us? <laughs> yeah, no. give us a weather give report us, for today. Hello and welcome to the six. No, I don't know. It's twenty eight oh, and a lot sunny. More it's twenty eight and sunny. Oh, with the weather. Yeah. Oh, I actually got to reenact it um, in New Zealand. I got to do the breakfast weather. It was like a dream come true. I had like this oh long pink dress on, <laughs> but it's really hard to navigate because the green screen is like. 
yeah, around the right. other side. Yeah, right. And it's really disorientating. So you're pointing that way when really it's the other <laughs> way. Anyway, um, yeah. Be so, the voice. Oh. <laughs> it's 28 and sunny. Hello, Melbourne. It's 28 and sunny. Going for a high of 33 down to a low of 10 overnight. <laughs> Sounds like Melbourne. It's Melbourne. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, never pursued that dream. Um, And then I kind of wanted to be a music TV radio host. I mean, that doesn't make sense. Um, Music host? Like an MTV or something? like an MTV VJ kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And there was a thing in New Zealand called C4. And I was always like, I want to do that and like intro music videos and stuff. But there was no specific course for that at that time. Um. But there was a radio course mm. and it was a two-year degree mm-hmm. um, at a place called New Zealand Broadcasting School. And it's pretty full-on. Like, you get there, year one, you have to design your own radio station. You have Whoa. to make sales. You have to write ads. Like, you get thrown in the deep end. Best way to learn. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then you get placed on a six-month internship. And so, at the end of that, I went to Auckland and I worked at a radio station for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out doing night show, then I did the day show, then I read the news in the afternoon, um, then I did a bit of entertainment news on the drive show, then Jason and I started working together in 2015. Oh my gosh. So yeah. And what drew you to radio? Yeah. Um, was it just the course, the fact that there was no course for weather, pre- or TV, uh, music, um, music presenting, <laughs> weather yeah, on TV? Yeah, I think, well, they were always like, you'll get transferable skills. Right. In radio, if you want to be in Just TV, you but could then learn and then move over. I did radio and I fell in love with it because it's so immediate. Yeah. Um, compared to TV, you can hang around for hours mm. trying to edit, trying to make things perfect. I love the rawness of radio, mm. and um, yeah, it's it's a really cool environment to work in. And when mm. I went to broadcasting school, I was like. I'm the worst in the class. Like, I was so awkward. I really didn't think that I was going to be okay. And then it got to the part where we practically, like, got on air. And that was when I was really like, I love this. That's cool. I really enjoyed it. And when you started working with Jace um, on that show, yes, was that the first time you guys met? So it was kind of like an arranged marriage. Right. Um, end of 2014, our boss was like, I really want you on drive. I've found this guy. I think you guys would be great together. I happened to be going on a trip to Sunshine Coast with my parents and we met up um, at the back of a bar and then um, it turns out we had great chemistry and then after a couple of mock shows, they were like, yep. And then we were on here at the beginning of 2015. How much choice is there? Like what if you met and you were like, wow, I don't like this guy? Yeah, I mean, if, if there was, I could have been like, nah, okay. no deal. Yeah, like a- No deal, but there was that kind of like, oh. Yeah, we're going to have this a good works. Winter. Mm. Yeah. And was it in New Zealand or in yeah. Australia? This was in New Zealand. This was New Zealand. So you went in a New Zealand drive show. Yes. So Jason so moved over from Australia to New yeah. Zealand. Yeah, so he we did the show for three years there, um, which was really fun. And like at the beginning, we were both quite different. I was really – I'd sort of only been kind of used to music radio and mm-hmm. not really – sharing my life yes Mm. yes okay um and being really vulnerable yeah like i'd I'd sort of done it maybe 50 percent when i met him it was like whoa let's just go all in yeah um and like learned so much yeah so much i think that's the same as like um even influencers and stuff these days you know there's some people who purely use the platform as their profession and then there's the kind of much more personal side yes. where they're not afraid to kind of open up and show that personal side, but yeah. obviously very vulnerable doing that. So so you're basically going from a radio host, as you said, 
just doing the usual to them. Yeah, having like to I'd be like, life. oh, latest track from Lady Gaga yeah. off her album, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I would have shared personal stories, but nothing that would have made me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. Whereas um, I guess it changed when I worked with Jace because he taught me to go for that stuff that's really relatable. Like, relatable totally. is gold. Yeah. Um, and it can be really scary, but also it's quite empowering when you connect with people who are in that same boat It as actually you. makes me laugh at the memory of you bringing up <laughs> when you were doing a core exercise oh, at the gym with I your I died. And you, when you said died. that on radio yeah. about like how that's happened that's to you, I was like, <gasps> oh my God, I'm not the only one in the world that that's happened to <laughs> right? me. I think you have to say it. But okay, okay so. Me. Yeah, you explain it because you, you guys had to do like full thing on it. So uh, you've probably got yeah. all the information. <laughs> no, well, I experienced a corgasm, uh, which is when uh, one reaches a height, uh, heightened experience yeah. of pleasure in the gym. And yeah, we did it on air because I was like, this is. Yeah, we had to talk about it. But Super see, personal. I, it's only happened to me when I've been by myself. So if, when I heard you opening up about it on the radio, I was like, whoa. Oh, I know. But that's and awesome. it's always the moments, though. Like, I would never have thought to have done that in the past. But it's, it is it is the vulnerability that connects you to people. Oh, and that's, like, that's where you get to really feel like you play a role in people's lives and, like, be their friend because you're opening up. And be comfortable to be yourself. Yeah. Mm. Do you find you now don't hesitate at all mm. about anything you share? Like at the start, were you embarrassed? And then I mean, I'm such an open book with my friends anyway. Yeah. It's always kind of been my <laughs> my approach to any relationship I have. I'm like, I've got to get this out here, or yeah. else I feel guilty that I'm sitting on this. Like, mm. I feel like you need to know, which probably is to my detriment at times. Like, maybe I should hold back on a few things, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so it was a kind of easy it was, step in a way. I guess so. More, but it was kind of more yourself. just having the trust that I can do it on the radio. Yeah, right. And being in that environment, which I have with Jace, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, it's actually really hard to find with someone else on here to get in that space where anything goes and, like, yeah. you know they've got you back. Is there a line of things that you wouldn't share? Um, if there are things that are going on in our life and it's really raw at the time... Um, Probably wait till you throw it. Yeah, I'll be like, hey, can we just not talk about this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it took me a while to actually know that that was okay to do. the only conversation we had to have. Yeah, like, just right. go, hey, is it cool if we just put this off for now? I have an understanding. And we have the, and, and it goes both ways. So, like, yeah, if there's something he doesn't want to talk about, I'll be like, no, sweet. Mm-hmm. Does it put any toll on your relationships? Oh, romantic? You, yeah. yeah. That's an or interesting question. <laughs> like, have you got friends that are like, never, ever share? Yeah. <laughs> well, with friends, I change their names. Yeah, so right. they're always yeah. safe. Yeah. I'm like, hey, do you mind if I just uh, tell this story, story a little <laughs> bit? Call you Rebecca. Your name's Anna. Okay. <laughs> um, the romantic one's quite interesting because when I was single and, you know, like actually trying to find a boyfriend, yeah. it was really hard mm-hmm. because I think guys... Are you just keen on me because A, I'm on the radio yep, and this is yep. just like... That's from your end, yeah. Yep. And B, you must be terrified yeah. that I'm going to share everything. Yeah. Or, or, or C, maybe they might have thought that it was a bit of a joke and it was going to be yep. a story that was going to be yep. told or something. 100%. So that was really confusing yeah, to navigate. Um, and that's why it was such a relief when I met my current boyfriend because he's like a farmer. Farmer, totally just different. grounded, <laughs> like doesn't know how to work social media. Yeah. And that was really um, quite important and actually, like, crucial for when I moved over here because mm. I was so scared of changing 
moving to Australia. Yeah. It was a big thing. I was like, oh my God, you see what media does to people. Yeah. Mm. I never want to change. Like, I've got such a great core of friends. Yeah. They mean so much to me, friends and family. Yeah, of course. <sighs> I need someone to keep me, like, accountable. <laughs> how did that How did that opportunity come up for you guys? Like, were you, were you guys pretty well known on your show in New Zealand? And then was it just kind of like, uh, we had this opportunity? So Jace had connections over here. Okay. Which helped that kind of process, um, you know, he had people getting in touch with him and yeah, I would never have picked Melbourne Breakfast for the opportunity because Jace is from Brisbane. Yeah. Mm. Um, so initially we were like, what? Unknown then, for both of you, yeah. Yeah. And then the more we thought about it, we were like, this is a really cool opportunity. Terrifying. Like the most competitive market mm. in Australia. But um, we were like, no, let's do it. It's what so drive cool. show were you on in New Zealand? Was it the best drive show? Um, by the end, we had really good ratings, but mm-hmm. we weren't straight out the gates. Um, it took time, and like shows do take time. Yeah, and it's really easy to get caught up and like, why aren't we rating well? Yeah. But it just takes time to actually connect people with people and to, to buy into it. You know, well, I think it's one of those things. Like, um, everyone I was talking to some friends about you guys when, um, like, I was trying to get. Friends to listen to you guys, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it, it is a whole new it's thing having someone's new voices routine. in your car and like trusting you, them. You really get to know them, yeah. yeah. So it is totally different, but um, I think you guys are just you really do that relatable, fun thing really well. Thank like you. Without ever being, you know, overly rude or anything. Mm. Like you never really say anything that I always, um, yeah, I always get worried about offending people. That's always my thing. Like I always try and do things in the most kind way possible. Jace is like <laughs> obviously more straight up and stuff, but I feel like we kind of balance. Mm. So he can say something like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Pull it in. And then if I say something absolutely stupid, he can reel me. It's yeah. sort of like we kind of have this balancing act. Um, but yeah, I, I hate the thought of ever offending someone. Yeah, of course. But at the end of the day, you've just kind of got to trust your gut and know. And know that you can't always please anyone no, anyway. exactly. You, you can't do, always please mm, someone. Yeah. And, and sometimes you are going to offend someone. Exactly. But it never comes from a bad place. <laughs> do you ever get anxious about that? Because I know sometimes mm. when we do podcasts yeah. after I leave or if I've done it, maybe not here because we can listen to it and if yeah. we, so we've said something wrong, we can take it out, which we I don't think we have to have to do haven't yet, had to do yet, no. I always get worried after I finish a podcast with someone else. I'm like, oh, my God, what did I say? And I can't, did I say the wrong thing? Am I going to offend people? How I can't imagine <laughs> speaking for three hours and then leaving. Do you ever think, oh, my goodness, did I say the wrong thing? He, I find that when I'm tired, I'll be extra like alert and like heightened and like I'll write down on a piece of paper sometimes during the show notes. going oh and then I'll go through the notes with the team after I'm like hey do you think that was a little bit harsh yeah right or like oh hope I didn't offend someone there and then half an hour passes and normally I'll just let it go yeah because I'm not going to achieve anything by holding on to mm-hmm. it unless there's something I can really do and fix otherwise yeah but it I, I do sometimes sit on it and it eats you up if you let it, but you just mm-hmm. got to remember, let it go. How do you let it go? Um, I just have to say, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> um, and again, easier said than done. And I think exercising or going for a run helps. Mm-hmm. Something like that. To just remove yourself from that situation and realise that your brain is going 100 times an hour and you're not thinking straight mm-hmm. <laughs> and but everything is like exaggerated. Yeah. I think it's good though that you go through the notes with the team because I know any time I question myself, as soon as I let 
like run it by someone else and they like, kind oh, of reassure okay. me that it's fine. Mm, yeah. Then I'm like, okay, it will it's be fine. It's actually right. Yeah. And with overthinking, something yes. that I always think about with radio. I'm a queen overthinking. Yeah. Well, so I don't Laura. how. Yes, I am. So like, I want to like, with thinking. I've been thinking <laughs> about overthinking. I'm like, Steph, three weeks ago I said this one thing. And, yeah. But what I have always just looked up to people that do radio on is that mm. your pressure to perform and how cutthroat the industry is. And I always thought about if I... I wouldn't. I'm not gonna, not good at radio, so I would never do it because mm. I would. I feel like I'd always be operating from a place of fear. Yeah. Because if you're obviously when you first came in into Australia, yeah. shows sometimes only last <laughs> a year yeah. or less. Cutthroat. How do you? So just say your ratings might have gone down, and you know maybe because you were new and people hadn't heard you. Yeah. How do you then come back and bring them up? And be yourself because that's what people want to hear, but then also not be operating out of that fear. Mm. How, how do you kind of navigate that? Um, so I think I was kind of almost, like I felt like the first year went past and I was like, this is just going to be hard mm-hmm. and don't look into it too much. But I think at the beginning of this year, again, the ratings went where we wanted and it actually did hit me and I was like, oh my God, like maybe we're just never going to be able to do it. Do you know what I mean? You kind of get overwhelmed with self-doubt and Mm. all this self-consciousness and like maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that and then we start questioning everything and then you come back to a place where you go, hang on, if we're going to change and bend over backwards and try and do what we think we need to do to be number one or whatever, but we're veering away from who we are. You've got to go back to what you want to be, I mm. think. I think you've got to go and go, okay, this is what we do well. We know we do it. And you've actually got to give yourself a pep talk and go, let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. And it's hard sometimes to do that, but you've just got to trust in your product mm. and know that it will get there in the end and if you, you find, really, truly believe in it. Yeah. Exactly. And do you find Jace pulls you out of that? Yes. Do you yeah. help each other I think, in I that I think way? we both go through waves of that, like – Sometimes, you know, yeah. you might question it, but I'm like, mate, we've got to stick to what we do. We know we love it. Yeah. We know we're onto something. We can't just do what we what think it, other yeah. people think we should be doing Absolutely. because that's what everyone else is doing. Mm. I think we can completely relate to yeah. that. We're exactly the same. I think if any, if either of us are ever in doubt, it's always the other one that is like, it's like having, having a, a good day, right? And, then the and that's time. what makes you a good team. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And sure. do you have any tips for someone that might be doubting themselves in any facet of their life because I think for you to be able to pull yourself out of that is on an ex- like quite an extreme level yeah. what what How are your apart from out? speaking to Jace about it yeah or or close friends that I trust mm-hmm. or going for a run it's really helpful also to write down what I'm good at I know it sounds really lame no, no we do but sometimes we for a reset like I know I'm good at this I want to be this so you appreciate yeah, and it actually helps to centre you. Like mm. I started doing it yesterday. <laughs> just started writing out on a Word document. Like o- almost just a mode of words that I wanted to feel like. Um, and also visualising as well. It's really mm. powerful. But sometimes so it takes time and you don't get out of it straight away. Yeah. Oh, mood board. I need a mood board. I said it's so important. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Mood board too, sure. Mood board works. Mood board works. I've never had a mood board, but I want a mood board. (laughs) And I think it's because also our feelings... When something goes wrong, you forget the good things. And this is... I don't know if this is is the most random um, thing to compare it to, but I remember in high school... 
I had this horrid ex-boyfriend and he was so, I I really didn't like him and I yeah. tried to break up with him for two weeks and I couldn't do it because he kept talking me out of it. Yeah. And I got to a point where I, because he kept, and every time I'd be like, oh, you're right, okay, yeah, maybe not. And I got to a point where I just wrote down all the things that I strongly disliked about him yes. and how he made me feel. So then if there was a good day, I you would be like, no, things. because he did this and this and this. And so even though that's so silly. No, but it's true. And I remember I was on the bus and I read the whole, on the way back from school sport and I read the whole list out to him <laughs> yeah and then it was done and obviously like, oh. but that for me was a way to remember why i didn't want that but i think it's so important to do that for why you do want that yeah, because so you're feeling so up and down like you know the other way had like a fantastic week like mm-hmm. was really stoked then i'll do one break on air that i don't like and i will just be so hard on myself i'll be like i suck mm. useless mm. like What's wrong with me? And then you're right. You've got to go back through all the stuff. Yeah, you've done well. It's not all doom mm-hmm. and gloom because, yeah, we love to focus on that one little bad thing. It's like social media comments. Mm-hmm. Is that the only place your reviews – I was going to ask you, yeah, where do radio review go, reviews um, go? So we're quite lucky in the sense that, like, comments kind of just come back to our Facebook page or Instagram mm-hmm. and people who follow that are genu- generally – Pretty fun and warm, and well, you know, really why would welcoming. You really exactly. Why would you radio, follow us yeah. if you hated us? Um, it's more when you get to the Herald Sun comments oh. or Daily Mail or stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Like when we first got here, there were quite a few articles, you know, slamming us coming from New Zealand and all that mm-hmm. kind of jazz. Um, How did you deal with that? <clears throat> uh, I sort of just set a rule going if it's <laughs> not on like our show page, just yeah. don't, unless it's really positive. Like, what are you benefiting from that? Mm-hmm. And I think I used to actively search for bad comments. Yeah. Why do you do that to yeah. yourself? You don't because ever, you're like, you don't need ever come out feeling good. <laughs> um, so it's just a bit of discipline. Um, but, yeah, one one comment can rattle you mm. for, like, a whole night. So it's, you know, creating the environment where you don't need to say that. And do you like, find that, that your team help? Um, do, do they filter things like things that... Yes, I think they do. Like, our producers are pretty good at that. Um, we've got an incredible team and <clears throat> team's so important for us mm. because I'm big on vibes. We're really big on vibes. And I think if you don't have the right energy mm. and the people surrounding you mm. and on the same wavelength, then, you know, it's have just you got not the same good. team from New Zealand? We've got quite a lot of the same team. Because yeah. like, I gather that when I first met you guys, other than the fact that... <laughs> New, like, there's a lot of New Zealanders in the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, other, or at least with the accent. Yeah. Um, other than that, you guys just all seemed to get along so well. You had that really great yeah. connection. So I wondered if it was your team from back So in, Alex came over, yeah. David came over, Cam from Promotions yeah. came over, Jace and I, and yeah, that's it. But again, like that just shows the importance mm. of what a team does. Like you're only as good as the people that working with you so yeah and do you feel like your team on radio is like your support network and like you and Jace are kind of being held up by this building and they build it and if they're not there it would just yeah like for the most part absolutely um uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're like yes yeah exactly what you said they're doing the hard yards they're there until you know in the afternoon like they work their butts off they give us the um the coolers that sound epic they you know they're prepping all this stuff Mm -hmm. that does make us sound so much better on air (laughs) than what we would be (laughs) 
<laughs> Nikki still saying Can we just Nikki... <laughs> cut out that pause in no. there? <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I suppose one thing that we really wanted to bring up, yeah. um, and you spoke before about you and Jace having a great relationship and a great balance and everything. Um, one thing that the industry definitely is lacking, though, is that balance in equality of female presenters and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, what do you think about that? Was that something that, like, going when you realised, okay, radio is what I'm going to do and yeah. that's what I'm going to get into, were you like, well, there's not that many, um, you know, really well-known mm. female in this space? Is, were you worried about that that's at all? interesting you asked that because like, it didn't even cross my mind at the time. Didn't even cross my mind at the time, but then yeah. when you look back, yes, it was heavily dominated yeah. by males. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I tell you what, it's really exciting to see how it's evolved since I've started. Like, yeah. I remember the things I would talk about back then. I would feel like I had to be this sort of polished version of myself. Mm-hmm. I couldn't talk about toilet stuff. I couldn't talk yeah, about like you had to be that any of that. Yeah, yeah, like oh. <laughs> kind of cool like I'd be like this cool presenter on air um which wasn't really me and I didn't it wasn't until I worked with Jace that I really felt liberated Mm. being completely myself Mm. being completely vulnerable um and I think you know you are seeing that a lot more now with females Mm -hmm. you know they're really coming out in the spotlight Mm -hmm. because they're being so raw Mm. um but also there was no multi-female shows and I mean they're still very minimal Mm. on mainstream radio now but the fact that podcasts such as this or Shameless or mm. um, the High Low are really taking off shows that there is that hunger for it, mm. which is really cool. It's really exciting. I think exciting. it's cool that there used to be in radio, I thought that the only way you could kind of be a successful female in radio was kind of by being the one that giggled at the guy's jokes yes. and being the one they made fun of. And, yeah, and I think it probably did used to be like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's so I think I, th- I believe it's involved. <laughs> Evolving, yeah. And you kind of had to almost, because I did it for, do you remember back in the, back maybe three years ago I did this community Community radio radio. show and I was exactly that person. I was (laughs) trying to make them look good. Yeah, but almost dumbing myself down because I thought no one would want to hear. Your opinion. I can't, it's so hard to explain it, but it's like because the masculinity was there Mm. from the guys, for me, as I said, Mm. they needed, I felt like I needed to give this really feminine Mm, energy, being like funny and ha ha. To be fair, I think. I think I probably used to be like that a little bit and then it kind of, again, with getting trust with Jace and getting into the space of where anything can happen, that's where it was like all this magic sort of started happening mm. and there was no boundaries and I didn't feel like I had to be anyone. It was just like you are who you are. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that's globally mm. um, evolving. I'd hope to think it is. Mm-hmm. But it's quite interesting when I look back in terms of what I was like then and now. And, like, I remember I did a study on um, comedic females in radio Mm. and it was so hard to find specific examples at that time that I had to kind of cross-section it, like, here's a comedian, but it was a male comedian, (laughs) you know? Like, Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's shifting and it's cool that Jace kind of empowers you. Yeah, yeah he really does, he though. He's, he's be, been my biggest sort of cheerleader in that sense. Like, age, just be you, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. So is that something that you'd, like, hope to see more of? Because I, I don't think... I don't think every um, either duo or trio or anything out there is like you guys mm. and has that kind of feeling of equality in the relationship. Is that something that you think... Well, well, I mean, take everyone, off. of course, would want to see that. Again, but. like the hunger for these podcasts, I think there has to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't see that old school, archaic 
format lasting forever, I think. You know, it has to evolve with the times, hopefully. What about the media? <laughs> so I know you said before that you have people that keep you super grounded. Yes. Have you found that you needed to change in any way to because mm. obviously you go to the events and, and we even find like yeah. I personally find that I feel like I can't be myself at a lot of fashion events and I feel like a lot of pressure and I have oh. to change and from the outside pro- no one cares like yeah, literally no, no one, one cares, cares but you care so much because yeah. you just compare you yourself you uphold this image right yes. well I got invited to a um, a certain sports brand uh, launch mm-hmm. at the end of last year and I didn't realise it was a plus one, so I literally went in by myself and I knew no one. <laughs> oh. And I circled around the event and, like, I thought I knew some people and I was like, I'll oh, just wait till they talk to me. And, like, I just ate some food and left. It was so awkward. Oh. Was it Sydney or Melbourne? Normally I'm actually good. It was uh, Melbourne. Okay. I'm normally good in those situations, but I just got overwhelmed. I was like, this is so false. Yeah. As well. Like, yeah. people were literally... I personally feel like they were just there for the image. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Which is, which is okay at it's times. It's part of it, though. It yeah. is part of it. Yeah. It's finding that happy medium, but I don't think you should ever compromise who you are. And you definitely haven't. You're such a humble, kind, just down-to-earth person, and I think like that is such a testament to you and, and your mm. values. But Thank you. how have you stayed that way? Because I think the especially being on breakfast radio mm. in Australia, like that's just so incredible, and you you are... In the media, a um, lot. I think it comes back to like why you do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I never um, wanted to do this job for the money or the fame. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to do it because I loved it. Yeah. And I think you always bring it back to that. Um, maybe that helps keep you yeah, on the path. Yeah, the other stuff doesn't really matter so much. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah, it, it actually genuinely terrifies me what um, excessive amounts of fame and money can do to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see, you know, you see so many figures of media just completely change. And so I think I just had this massive pep talk with myself. And, like, sometimes I might veer away from that a little mm. bit. But as long as you surround yourself with people you trust, mm-hmm. um, then hopefully, you know, you can stay grounded. And do you ever feel overwhelmed by it? Uh. <laughs> Is there any mornings? Because you said breakfast, as you said before, you weren't exactly like a, a morning yeah. person or you never imagined yourself getting up early. Is there any mornings you're like, I'm just not going to go in today? Um, You've never taken a sick day? Uh, you just found out? No, I haven't taken a sick day since being here. Um, there'll be moments like where there might be stuff going on in my life. Mm. Um, like back home, I'll be getting really homesick and I'll be like, I just don't. Mm. And those days are it's really important to talk to the team and be like, yo, this is why I'm a bit off. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm. And then it makes it way more, you know, it makes it easier because they understand. But if you're trying to like fight this really like. Yeah. Do you feel like you have to be able to be open with that team? Yeah. Yeah. It's really important. And it's so funny because everyone in the team always knows when something's up. They're like, what's wrong? Like nothing. Mm. They're like, what's wrong? (laughs) Nothing. PJ, because <laughs> I've got the worst poker face. So I think being candid and honest about that, sometimes, you know, it might be hard to, you're like, I don't feel like talking about it, but it's just easier. So then people know where your head's at. Especially because of the energy you have to mm, give every single it. morning to other people. But if yeah. you don't have it, I know Steph and I, when we are overworked, we get to a point where you're trying Depleted. to give all this energy out and you're Not on nothing. zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are your your ways to kind of go back to 100%? Well, As we say this, you're so sick. And <laughs> no, 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 no. no. You're but, here no, with us. But I've been smashing these Armour Force tablets. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Armour Force is the best. 
Yep, um, I have had a float last night. I probably OD on self care a little bit. Okay, but I just think it's so Why important. Not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I was like, if I'm going to be getting up at four o'clock every morning, so four o'clock. What I was going to ask you, what's your routine? So I get up at four twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, Go to bed at. 839 mm-hmm. push it out to 9:30 <laughs> uh, sometimes I go to concerts which pushes it out a bit more but like also you have to live so it's yes. again trying to find that balance um but yeah normally in bed nine-ish wake up 420 go to work we'll do records and other stuff and then normally I'm out by 11 30 12 depends mm-hmm. Depends because we might be recording stuff, or we might have something on, but generally speaking, between 11 and, and 1. But and the then, producers are absolute guns and yeah. they're there in the afternoon, which yeah. I feel really bad about. And then you, um, unless obviously if you have something like Workout and Wines, which we did, you've Correct. got the weekend off. Yeah. 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 You take naps in the afternoon? I go through phases. Yeah. <laughs> I go through phases because <laughs> sometimes they can make you feel really groggy. But yeah, if I'm really tired, I'll just. At the bed, at yeah. the couch. When do you, because you, you keep pretty fit, um, but I remember you saying that you're not exactly always motivated. Yeah. Um, we, did you used to be like someone who would prefer to work out in the morning, but now that your morning's kind of taken, yes. how do you find the motivation? Do you just like make sure you do it uh, midday? That's why or? I see a PT. Yeah, right. He <laughs> <laughs> keeps me accountable. Yeah, right. Um, but even then I do spin classes sometimes at like six o'clock at night or yoga at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of mix up my exercise. It's all over the show. Has exercise always been something like important to you? Is it I, th- I think it has. Yeah. I think like it's always been a way of clearing my head when things are overwhelming. I'll go for a run or I'll do some yoga and it will. It'll make me feel so much better. And I'm a nicer person. <laughs> oh my God. I think we can <laughs> just relate to that person. Doesn't it? it totally. actually does. And it's it's like that first step. You just got to get past that first step because that's the worst. Especially when you, I can imagine you would be so tired in the morning and then you finish mm. and you just want to have a nap. Yeah, but I know that I'm going to get a burst of energy if I do it. So it's just getting myself out the door. Mm. What about breakfast? <sighs> that's that's my weakness, like eating well. Sometimes I'll go through waves of, you know, preparing a smoothie or I like made this like homemade bread, which is made from all these good seeds and stuff. I saw that. Yeah, I but that. that lasted for like a week. Yeah, right. And there's a lot of temptation with the cafes around us and it's just easier. Yeah. But I know I need to like, I'm so much better when I prep my food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a work in progress. But normally I eat pretty well at night and like I'll cook meals usually or I'll eat okay. But when I get really lazy, I'll go on an overrate spray like I have since I've been sick. Oh, we've, we've been like that though. <laughs> when we get really busy, there was a period where we were in the office and we were having almost breakfast, lunch, and dinner on Uber Eats just because we had to. Well, we didn't have easy. to, but we felt like we had to. Like it's just it was, easier. Yeah. Um, but you, you're very uh, obviously Laura touched on you being humble and everything, and you mentioned before that you miss your family a lot. Mm. I say you get back to New Zealand as much as you can. Yeah. How's the distance been with you and your partner? Um, it has been easier than I thought okay. like because we met for the first time New Year's just before I moved here mm-hmm. beginning of last oh, year I was going to ask you if you met so well. I've only ever done yeah. long distance with him which right. I think has made it easier mm-hmm. um, but it gets hard like and it's he lives on a farm yeah. and it's like a family farm so it's not like he can just get oh. up and move oh. 
he could come over for a year or so, and that's potentially the pipeline. Um, <laughs> You're like, I'm going to put this out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, now I've said it, you have to. <laughs> but it's really hard. It's a complicated situation. I've never been like, do this now, because I know it's yeah. actually, it's not straightforward. But we've made the most of it, and I think coming over here, I wanted to work on my profession, mm-hmm. and he's been working on... <laughs> so um, so we've made it work as well as we can. And normally we see each other about once a month. But it's really good when I can tie it in with going home to see my family because yeah, my course. dad's quite unwell. Oh. So it's like I like to just... See everyone. Yeah. What part of New Zealand? Um, Christchurch. Oh, cool. Yeah, in the South Island. So, um, yeah, my family's there. I'm really close with them. That's so nice. It's, yeah, it's kind of hard being away, but mm. we talk once. Yeah, and you're... But you're really... Um, I suppose passionate in the position you're in and you're feeling really good you're definitely like sticking around yeah <laughs> well, well we're here yeah yeah like for sure yeah but again with this job and just with everything I get overwhelmed when I think long term okay. mm-hmm. so I take Keep it, it short. day by day yeah year by year spontaneous but for now yes absolutely yeah okay cool well, have no plans to move yeah. back in the short term <laughs> no. to New Zealand. Okay. No. That's nice to know. <laughs> like, no. have you around? Yeah, I'll be here. Good. That's good. I love <laughs> Melbourne. It's so cool. Like, I feel like you just uncover all these layers all the time. Like, the longer you're here, you're like, ooh. Like, you walk down a street and you won't think there's any cool cafes and then you realise they're just in it and yeah. they're really cool. <laughs> Nice I live pretty far My chat's from here. Really bad, guys. <laughs> I was going to say, Laura, don't walk down any <laughs> side streets or anything where you live. I live a little bit far away, so we oh. don't have so many cafes. Oh, we okay. have a Thai breakfast cafe. Yes, A Thai breakfast cafe. What can you get? Oh, like little. Um... I haven't been there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to say, I don't think but you would have tried around it. Around our office, we have heaps, so we are so lucky. Yeah. 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 Well, Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you we, for having um, me. Love. I've actually really loved getting to know you. It's been nice. Yeah. I feel like we've actually sat down and had like a proper, big, proper chat. Mm. We'll just you'll just have to, we'll have to have an actual proper chat and we can actually without microphones. Yeah, without microphones. <laughs> <laughs> but I think everyone will really, really enjoy getting to know you more. So thank you so much for opening up. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, girls, and congratulations on all your success. Aww. You guys are killing it. You guys have got such a platform and you're doing such amazing things. Well, thank you to you guys for always supporting us. It's awesome to see that. So. Damn. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. We literally the most awkward outros of all time. So we hope you guys enjoyed that chat. Thanks again, PJ, if you're listening. You are a legend. We loved having you. So now for our question of the week, we have one from Liv Abbey, who I actually totally recognise as a kick girl. So yes. thank you for sending in your question, Liv. Um, so the question is, what did you guys want to be when you were a kid? So we did go into a bit of a detail, but is there anything else you want to share about what you wanted to be as a child? Yes, we went into this on the personal journeys. Mm. I think it was a personal journeys podcast, if anyone wants so. a one hour explanation of this but if you want a quick one we can tell you now so I wanted and I think it's the same as you Steph I wanted Mm. to be an actress it was Mm. my dream and I was horrible yeah at it and kind of a singer but I knew that that wasn't really possible so more actress yeah well I was like I kind of like PJ said in our interview how she mentioned she kind of just liked to be the center of attention (laughs) that was honestly me so I wanted to be a model or a singer or an actress whatever was kind of gonna get me (laughs) In front of the camera and people looking at me. Honestly, I looked up to people like Britney Spears, who at the time, like the movie Crossroads, you know, I loved all her music. And then when the movie came out, I was like, oh my God, she can act too. And I mean, she obviously came from acting as well from a very young age. Um, But I just kind of loved that she was that 
all-rounder and I just thought that I could be that. No matter how much my brother told me that that was never going to happen for me, I still dreamed of it. My favourite was Blake Lively in Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants. Oh, my God, really? I just wanted to. I loved everything because she loved running too when she used to run on the beach with no shoes on, so I would run on the beach with no shoes on. Oh, my God. I was obsessed with it. And actually, we should watch that movie together. I haven't watched the Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants. I think I've seen it since then. Like, since that time of my childhood. And it's such a special movie. Yeah, it That is. was my favourite. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to be. Blake Lively from The Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants. Yeah, and I was Britney Spears from Crossroads. Which I haven't seen. Maybe we both need You haven't read. seen Crossroads? Nope. I've never heard of no it. No way. Way. Okay, well, <laughs> if there's anyone listening who hasn't seen Crossroads either, I highly recommend it. It is... It's a very special movie. Go watch it. Um, but, yes, hopefully that answered your question, Liv. <laughs> Thank you so much for sending it in. Again, guys, thank you for listening. Um, We can't wait to chat to you again next week. Remember to check out any of our other podcasts um, and you can check us out on Instagram at keepitcleaner, laura.henshaw or Steph Claire Smith. Bye. Bye.